everybody. Welcome into our very special weekly golf-only episode of The Early Edge. This week, the PGA Tour, last stop before the year's final major, the Open Championship. Now, a lot of the big-time players, they're already overseas playing at the Scottish Open, but this is an opportunity for somebody on the PGA Tour to really change their life at the John Deere Classic. Let's bring in the star of the show. You know him. He's the incredible host for the First Cup Podcast, Rick Run Good. Rick G, what's up, man? Yeah, hey, Coach. Good to good to talk to you again on a Tuesday. Uh, you're right. This is not only an opportunity week for the guys on the PGA Tour should be licking their chops in this field with an opportunity to make a lot of cash, make a lot of points, but it's an opportunity for guys like us, the well-researched, uh, you know, informed handicappers who know these guys deep down the board. I think there's a big edge. These are weeks I like. Is there, when, when, when Brian Harmon, Daniel Berger, Sun JM, those are your betting favorites. Yeah. You know, it's an opportunity. All right. So let's jump right in. What we do on this episode every single week is we give a little preview, which we will do. Then we give uh, two head to head matchups, two props, and then two winning plays. So Rick kind of tell the people at home because we didn't play this event last year. They played yep. the work day in Ohio because they couldn't play because of COVID. So it's been two years since we played at TPC Deer Run. Talk to me. Yeah, that's right. Technically, Dylan Fratelli is still our defending champion. And this is a course that uh, outside of last year, of course, has been a staple on the PGA Tour. It's hosted this event every year since 2000. It's a par 71. And it's usually a birdie fest. Nine of the last mm-hmm. 11 years have been 20 under par or better in terms of the winning score. And the way it's going to differentiate from what we saw last week at Detroit Golf Club, which is literally the flattest course on the PGA Tour, wide open, all that good stuff. Uh, there's going to be some elevation changes here at TPC Deer Run. You're really going to have to to do your calculations. You're going to have to think through this course and you're going to have to roll in enough putts to be in contention on Sunday. So a lot of similar names to last week, but I think it's going to play a lot different. You know, the only thing that disappoints me about this week is that this is always a tournament, Rick, that gives guys their big break. You know, yep. Jordan Spieth won here, Bryson won here, and then they don't come back and play it after they win. So it's a little disappointing. Uh, Bryson decided to play the match this week instead of going to the John Deere Classic, which we yeah. expected. Right. It's it, it's also a little tough the week before a major, the week before yeah. a major on another continent. I, I mean, Bryson's still in, you know, not in town, but he's in the States. He could have played. <laughs> yeah, he could have played. He could have played. But it's okay. I understand. You can do what you want, but be a little more loyal to these tournaments that gave you your start. Jordan hasn't even played since the U.S. Yeah. Open. So what about that? Okay, let's jump right into your board today. Give me two head-to-head matchups that you found at William Hill that you say, you know what? I really like that number. All they got to do is beat one guy. Who do you like? Yeah, that's right. Alex Norin minus 125 over Cam Davis. As much as I love Cam Davis, continue to be completely bullish on him. He just won last week. We have seen how difficult it is to follow up your first PGA Tour victory the next week. It's because you're dealing with a lot of media obligations. You have all your family and friends texting and calling you. You're not getting much sleep. You're celebrating. It's hard to back it up. Alex Norin's been piling up great finishes. He made a run. He posted the clubhouse lead late on Sunday Mm -hmm. last week, missed the playoff by one shot but he's been piling up top 25 finishes. I think he beats Cam Davis here. And then the other one, Sung J.M., minus 110 over Russell Henley. And Henley, he's been great. He's been fine. The problem is the last four Sundays, he's been awful. He's lost at least two strokes to the field 
each of his last four Sundays, which is a little bit concerning when you start getting him in the moment. Is he going to be able to hold on or is he going to cough up all of those strokes? Sung JM starting to show signs of the way he played kind of this time last year and towards the end mm -hmm. of the season uh, where he's starting to ball strike it a little bit better, uh, better. And when he gets going, he's one of the best putters on the PGA Tour. So I think he can be dangerous this week. I absolutely love both of these plays. The hardest thing to do on the PGA Tour is win back-to-back -back weeks. Oh. And then uh, Russell Henley, for a guy who won his very first start on the PGA Tour and has that confidence, the fact that he can't finish better than he does, it's very, yeah. very concerning if you're a Russell Henley fan. All right, give me two props now. Now, we always tell you at home, props aren't necessarily if you want a full unit size, just like our wins, but you can do what you want. But give me two names that you looked at and said, I think they can do that. Uh, yeah, to put this into perspective, Seamus Power to finish inside the top 10, he's plus 350. If that was a, a basketball money line, it'd be like an eight-point dog or 10-point mm -hmm. dog, something like that. So think of it that way. Uh, but Seamus Power has uh, the combination of a couple of really good things going for him. He's playing well, four consecutive top 20s. Two of them are top 10s, including last week. And he is right outside the top 125 for the FedEx Cup points, Coach. And this is the time of year where guys know that. He's ranked 140th, and he's got to be licking his chops for an opportunity this week to really solidify his spot in the playoffs and then his card for next year. This is a huge moment for Seamus Power. He probably mm -hmm. only has a couple more starts with a major WGC coming. I think he plays well and earns himself a top 10. And then Satoshi Kodaira, a, a really ugly miscut last week. I'm going back to him this time around to finish inside the top 20 at 5-1. to one. Detroit Golf Club, not a good setup for him and he played well for about 27, 30 holes. It was his last 5 or 6 that really did him in on Friday. This is a much more, uh, a much better fit for him. The opportunity to play out of the fairway, the opportunity to lean into his flat stick. I'm going back to him after the train wreck on Friday at plus 500 to finish inside the top 20. You bring up a great point for a lot of these guys that don't dictate their schedule. This may be one of the last tournaments with the big boys coming back to play later, closer to the FedEx Cup playoffs for them to actually get a start. So it's very, very important. All right. Give me two names. So you looked at it and said, you know what? I just want to do a little sprinkle, a little sprinkle that could cash a really nice number. And there's a lot of nice numbers out there on a week like this. What do you got? Yeah, so I'm going to start with one, one of the guys near the top of the betting board. That's Brian Harmon to win this at 14 to 1. And Harmon for the last year has been awesome. His last 27 starts, only once has he not gained strokes on the field. What that means wow. is essentially he's been better than field average. He's been in the top 50%, but he's done a lot better than that. He's been piling up a lot of top 10s. He's been piling up a lot of top 20s. And TPC, dear run, what we've seen from past champions like Zach Johnson, Steve Stricker, you know, the ability to play out of the fairway, hit your wedges, and then roll the rock is critical around this course. That's exactly what Brian Harmon does well. And then I'm going back to an, a familiar name from two weeks ago, Kramer Hickox, 66 to one. That's much too long for a guy who went eight playoff holes with Harris English and could have been, you know, could have been devastated, could have been tired. He backed it up. He made the cut again last week, and this should be a much better setup for him. He plays out of the short grass often. His driver is his weapon, and then we've seen him putt better in recent weeks. I think this is a really good opportunity to get a guy trending up, knocking on the door at a long number like 66 to one. I was shocked. I was shocked to see 66 to one for a guy who is trending in the right direction. And he even played decent at times, you know, in Detroit too, but yeah. uh, I would definitely sprinkle a little bit on Kramer Hickok. All right. We are up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap courtesy of Rick G our head to head matches. We love Alex Norn over Cam Davis minus minus one twenty five. Then Sunjay over Russell Henley minus minus one ten. Then 
our props. Seamus Power, top 10, plus 350. Love that number. The Sadoshi Kadaira, top 20 at plus 500. Then, a couple of names to win. Brian Harmon, I'm playing this myself to win plus 1,400. Then Kramer Hickok, I'm now playing this myself <laughs> to win at plus 6,600. Boy, I tell you what, the John Deere Classic, the Scottish Open, don't forget, watch the first cut mega preview on demand. We get you all set for not just the John Deere, but also the Scottish, and then head into the final major championship week of the year. My goodness, do I love doing it with Rick and all the guys. All right. You've got your marching orders. Let's take five of these six tickets straight to, to that pay window for Rick Run Good, Rick G, uh, the jeweler who puts it all together here at the brand. I am the coach. We love doing it, and we do it just for you. This is the golf only episode of The Early Edge. Good luck. Good luck.